Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my right-hand man, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Uh, good evening, sir. Good, good evening. evening, yes. It is a fine evening, isn't it? It's, well, it's Monday. And the only thing fine about it is we get to do the podcast. Aww. 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 <laughs> Well, now I feel a little warm and fuzzy. <laughs> it's nice to I start like off that, that way. Yeah, we've there's been a you know couple of good things going on lately. So I Absolutely. okay, let, I got to get something out of the way last because I screwed up last week and I thought I screwed up, but I wasn't sure if I screwed up. And then I had confirmation that I screwed up, so I have hmm. to fix my screw up. So last week at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that I was on Clampcast. Oh yeah, and I forgot. I absolutely forgot to actually mention it later on the show he's like we'll talk about that later and then oh got yeah so okay. involved with wesley that i just didn't mention so <laughs> i was on clamp the creative creating living and making podcast um i believe that was episode seven i hope it doesn't matter go listen to all of them they're all very good but um <laughs> if you want to go hear me i'm not we're not going to do the um little you know how i like to pull back the kimono i'm not going to put podcasts that ethan and i are on in our feed anymore because no one listens the, the bottom <laughs> line we just get no no traction on those you guys expect us on wednesday and you expect one episode a week and if it's two you don't listen to the second one so no more bonus content we're just here on wednesday so but go listen to their podcast it's very good and in fact um on the episode that dropped today as we record this um they <laughs> they beat us ethan they beat uh. us they got eat, they got Jimmy arrested before we did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you though, Vincent, it's it's I have a I have a arrest curse. What what's the, you keep, you said that before and I don't really I mean well so and, and I'm totally tongue in cheek. I mean I've I've met Jimmy at WorkbenchCon both the past two years. One of the sweetest guys ever. I've uh, I think I've told the story about getting on the elevator this year and I'm like on my phone and we're the door is mm-hmm. open he comes on i'm on my phone i look up and it's just me and jimmy and then i just have an awkward conversation for the entire <laughs> elevator ride but no my, my my jimmy curse as i always like to call it is I, i've never and again i'm not saying this in a bad way at all i'm totally tongue-in-cheek but i've never gotten his attention a, a like a comment a oh, repost okay yeah, yeah so yeah, i've yeah. never ever like out of all of the the big names you know i've been able to get you know jacko and Paul and Paul Jackman and you know you know all it David Pachuto like I've gotten all everyone but I've never been able to get, uh, get to his, his attention. attention even when I did the ice pick holster I really thought that was going to be the turning point but it hell wasn't. I even I even tagged him in the comments I know like, I, I know I know and again I'm totally joking it's he he gets about a you know probably a thousand you know DMs or mentions can you a imagine day, so. like living life with that inbox like I can't no <laughs> I, can't I know I know totally. So the other thing I wanted to get out of the way, since we're talking about other shows, because that's what you're supposed to do on your own show. You're supposed to talk about other shows. <laughs> Promote other I, I don't think we've actually mentioned this, but we should have mentioned it. And if we haven't, we're just lax. But Ethan and I have both been guests on Stephen from Wolf Woodworking Creation oh, yeah? at Makers Town Hall. And I don't think we actually managed to mention that either. We, we talked a little bit about him, but it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't formal. So Yeah, so we, uh, we were both guests on his show. I've had, Separately. I was the second guest. Of course, I was the second guest behind Bruce. Of course. Of course, I have to play second fiddle to Bruce <laughs> every day of my freaking... No, I'm kidding. But yeah, we... Um, we were both on there, and in fact, I, I bombed Ethan's episode, and he bombed mine, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. So definitely you, go check it, that out. He just had, um, let's see, he's had Nick from Build Dad Build. He's had um, 
um, Jacob from Native Son Woodart. Yep. He's had he's had a lot of people yeah. on the show. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool the guests he's getting in. I don't want to spoil anything. He's got a couple of big names coming up, which is like whoa, nice. Yeah, good, good for work. him. No, definitely. So yeah, good stuff. So speaking of Jimmy Deresta, yes. Okay, so if you go back um, a couple of weeks ago, actually more like a couple of months ago, probably. Right. Um, this guy Tyler Bell, he made um made a video. And I'm pretty sure this is the video that we were just obsessed with. And it was the... Um, he made a There's knife been a couple, gun. but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He made a knife gun. A knife gun. Yeah. Like, you, could, you just couldn't make anything more ridiculous if you tried. Right. And we were just obsessed with it because it was just one of the coolest things we'd ever seen. And um, in that, in discussing it, we both called him a young Jimmy DeResta. And I know that's a lot of pressure to live up to, but... We do kind of think of Tyler that way. So we've kind of wanted to have him on for a while. And guess what? We got him. So tonight we have the one and only Tyler Bell. Welcome aboard, Tyler. How you doing? What's up, dudes? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, Vincent. Cool. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's so good. It's so great to finally get you on. Yeah. it's We, we love... Well, let's just put it this way. Your enthusiasm for what you do is just off right. the charts. Like, you love what you do more than... I actually think more than anyone we watch, you love what you do. You know, it's it's so funny that you say that because I and one of so Tyler, I was I was watching um, the practical Emil's a practical engineers uh, mm-hmm. video where he's got the like uh, bottle opener and yeah. you did that bottle opener and I like I've used him as an example in the past of that expression of just like pure like excitement and enjoyment when things work you like he has that and you have that too and and it just it's contagious but it was so funny because i was watching that video and it was like a reenactment of your excitement when your bottle opener <laughs> worked and it was like so exciting but it was just so it's so contagious and so uh so authentic and real so thank you yeah emil's great his stuff is fantastic i doing great things it, really it's, it's like things. when you i want to get you uh him and bernie in a like oh my God. think tank and how just great, <laughs> the three of us hung out a bit at workbench con i know i think i even mentioned that at one of the podcasts I, I saw you guys hanging out at the table and i was just like that's like terrifyingly amazing <laughs> it was great that, we had some great ideas that's, that's the awesome. smart that's the smart kids table right, right. <laughs> i need to hang out with the average student table like somewhere <laughs> on the other side of the room <laughs> so i mean tyler how old are you 22 oh my god <laughs> I, I am so impressed. I'm, I, I, I don't want it to be awkward. And like, I don't want to fanboy over you, but I'm just so amazed at how much you've kind of figured out already at your age. And how did you, how did you get into this? Like, what was your, what was your kickstart? Cause I noticed you do a lot of metal stuff and usually people don't jump to metal. They usually start with, they usually, let's be honest. They usually start with wood, right? Woodworking is where everybody gets it started, but it feels like you started with difficult stuff like metal and machining and actual mechanical engineering type stuff. So how did you get your start into what we know kind of loosely as the maker movement? What was your uh, kickoff? And what's uh, like a little bit of your background too, because I'm sure yeah. that kind of plays into that, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, sure. Um, I've thought about that too. I think it is kind of weird. Most people do start with wood, but for some reason, metal just kind of called to me. I think part of it was... Um, so before I really jumped in and found the maker community, I was doing basically two things. I was working on my 1964 GMC, 
which is incredible. And mm. thank you. And I was um, training in aircraft assembly, uh, and I was I had just gotten a job at the Boeing company building airplanes. So those two things are most are, are metal fab, and so I think that was kind of the impetus. It was like around that time was when I first started really uh, doing kind of DIY projects and stuff on my own. And uh, I don't know, I just, I think the first two power tools I ever bought was an angle grinder and an impact, <laughs> a uh, half inch impact driver. So, wow. I, I know normally it's like a circular saw on a drill, right? Basically. But, yeah. I mean, it's, wow. That's, you just I don't know. went, you're on like a totally different path. It's amazing and to me. That was just my, kind of my first, not my first exposure. I've been making stuff kind of my whole life, but. Um, it was my first exposure to making stuff and buying tools at a point in my life where I had a job and I could go buy my own tools and material right. and do things on my own. Right. That, that does feel like, that does feel like when you really break out, when you start buying your own tools and going shopping for stuff. Like I know that for me, it was, I, my dad gave me a couple of tools when I got married and got my apartment and it was like, they were just kind of in the closet and I was like, whatever. But I remember the excitement of going and buying like my first circular saw and my first, my first real drill and my first everything. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, I don't know. I kind of felt like a man. I'm like, like, oh yeah, I'm like this is what, this is what it means to buy tools. All right. I like so tools. Did you, did, did you have a project in mind when you bought those, Tyler? Like was the project the, why you bought those or was it kind of? Yeah, Just, um, yeah, it was it was for the truck. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, and and most and like up until very recently, like I've only bought in tools until I have a use for them mm-hmm. immediately after buying them, and that's kind of how I. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's, that's really a smart I, way to doing it. I was I actually had that thought today. Is like, that's a great way to do it because you build up your tool chest with things that you actually need, right? And exactly. you don't you don't waste money on things that you just because some instagram influencer has one that you get it you know and then you never use right so i think that's a really smart way of doing it so what was your see you're building up you're building up your shop what was the first project where you're like okay i really like doing this like what was the one where it was like this is what i want to do i don't want to do anything else i want to make stuff i want it to be somewhat insane at times but i want to make stuff and i want it to be more involved than just like plaques and stuff like what was the what was the one where it just turned you? Because something had to have happened to, to go from making you know furniture basically to making machines. You kind of shifted a little bit. So what was that shift for you? I think it's been it's more more like I've had this itch all my life, and then when I first did my first kind of solo DIY project after finding the maker community and knowing that that's like a path that I can go down. Then it was like, of course, this is what I've been <laughs> meaning to do my whole life. Right. This is it. And like, yeah, it's finally when I felt like I had access to things that I enabled me. And yeah, it, I, I've wanted this, like the desire that, that like itch to build things with your hands and solve problems with your hands all my life. And then there was, you know, at that point in my life where I, I had the freedom to like buy my own tools and start doing this seriously then it kind of kicked into gear. Did you it's have- it's and and we've heard that before. And I think we've talked about it too. I mean, there is that moment when you realize you discover the community, and it's like all of a sudden it's just like this is the these are the people that I never knew I 
needed in my life, but they're, <laughs> here they are, and 100%. they're all like, and it's just it's it's such a exciting moment when you discover that, right? So much, yeah. Totally. Did you have did you have like someone that you consider your mentor? Because that was that was actually what they talked about on Clamp this week, which was kind of cool. Because hmm. I've always find the subject of mentors interesting because yeah. your mentor mentor isn't always someone that's in your space. It's someone that gets you going, gets you in, you know, gets your mind right, and gets you going. Was there somebody that you looked up to and said, "Oh, okay, this is kind of I see what they're doing and I like what they're doing." Or was there somebody that kind of took you under their wing and said, "I'm going to show you the ropes a little bit." Or did you just figure mm-hmm. it out? Um, it's it, it's been mostly kind of self-taught, self-figuring it out. I just kind of I've been um yeah, been kind of I mean yeah, I fig- I kind of jumped in on my own and started doing the research and figuring out what I wanted and like buying the tools that I thought I needed for the projects I wanted. But yeah, there wasn't like a specific mentor teaching me how to make stuff, but there was role models as far as like the type of things I wanted to make, like people I watched on YouTube, obviously, that had a large influence. And even like when I started to make videos, people that I tried to aspired to to make videos like um like i'm what i dig about your videos is that they they have an incredible amount of polish to them like Mm -hmm. you kind of got that right right away you didn't really you're some people go to like janky phone videos or whatever and you you put a lot of effort into the shots and the way things are set up and things are clean and they look good and they sound good you pick good music your music your ability to produce a video came along very quickly (laughs) and and you seem very natural on the camera i don't know if that's real or not because i know it's never for me but like you you're very natural i don't know just you you seem like yourself when you're when you're on camera thank you well it wasn't like that originally i have a clip (laughs) i still have the very first time i turned on the camera with me talking to it and it was like five minutes of me staring into silence, just like <laughs> figuring out words and how they work. It was, well, it's painful. Someday I'm I'll always throw like, it up on a Patreon or something. Oh, you definitely, yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, no, you got to keep that too. Yeah. Uh, I always find like, like, why is my, I've, I have so many clips of me being like, talking to myself being like why is my mouth salivating like why am i why am i creating so much saliva right now it's like it's like such a weird thing you the camera turns on and you just become like this weird you become a know. weird drooling monster right all of a exactly <laughs> but you yeah, do it's a strange you, thing did yeah. your stories like because i know you do you do you're one of those people that do a lot of instagram stories too did that help your youtube channel did you find oh it? yeah yeah 100 i think um so before i was doing stories and snapchat like maybe a year before i even considered starting a youtube channel and and some of it wasn't some of it was like on my personal page just with family and friends just me and my brother goofing around working on truck on the truck and stuff um but i consider instagram stories my gateway drug into Hmm. youtube because it's like a very um with it being only 24 hours it's sort of a low risk right kind of um like yeah like a gate like it it kind of warmed me up to and being more comfortable to talking on camera and it's you can like do real quick and dirty edits and kind of jump cut stuff and 
I, I've, yeah, it was, it was a, it's, a good it's, start. Yeah, it's, it's low risk. It, no, I think that's a, I mean, that's a really good tip. And I, I, I felt the same way. Is it, there is something like very, it, it breaks down the wall knowing that it's going to be gone in 24 hours, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, nothing yeah. nothing is permanent. I mean, right. to you but it YouTube is. You is, can always go but... back and watch it a million times if you want, but no yeah. one else can. And that, No, that's a good tip. It is, yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that people kind of need to almost... If you're if you're worried about being in front of a camera, YouTube um, Instagram Stories is a great way to start because mm-hmm. the the actual longevity of something isn't there. So no one's going to go back and go. You know, if you're uncomfortable about something just lingering forever, it doesn't. You know, you can. And most people don't expect a lot of production or right. High, it's, you know, it's it's a more casual expectation. Yeah, and right. very casual. Everybody's using everybody's using Stories now for behind the scenes type stuff, which is the best i mean that's that's what it's great for you know your feed is all your curated pretty stuff that you want the world to see and then your true fans they check you out in your stories and they comment on your stories and you get weird emojis at weird times but it's (laughs) it's it's amazing how much you can kind of use instagram and youtube together right without actually posting one to the other you can kind of the background, like you do it really well. You show the, the process of the project up until right about before the end, and then boom. And then the highlights. Right. Yeah, and then out comes out comes the video and a good teaser. And you seem it seems like you have a cohesive social media strategy already, which is pretty damn cool. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel totally. like that's what we, I feel like we're all fi- we're all kind of figuring it out. Well, and it's, and it's ever changing too, which is the other thing is like the, you're never going to figure it out because the platforms change too. So it's 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 an evolving thing. But yeah, and I, going back to the stories real quick too, I think it it's also a really good way of kind of getting your personality out there without posting pictures of your kids or your you know whatever you know it's it's a good way of posting getting your personality out there and and i was thinking back as to when i first kind of um saw you tyler and it was before not this past year but the year before on workbench con and somehow somehow we started following each other and i and the story the stories was the first time i saw your face and who you were and i was like who's this guy hanging out with jimmy and all these guys he looks like he's you know you're what 20 20 at the time probably right yeah and uh i was just like who is this guy he he, you know and but it was instantly like i knew you even before i knew your videos because i don't think i had subscribed to your channel yet because i didn't know who you were so it's a great way but from that point on the second we got to WorkbenchCon, i knew who you were and it's a great way to kind of get introduced to people too so and you're yeah you're a lot like you're a lot like ethan and that you're sub you're um your follower base is much bigger on Instagram. You're it's about probably about twice as big on Instagram. And that's rare. Like usually it's the other way around, but it seems like that's becoming more the norm now. I I'm finding a lot of people as it was weird because I didn't know anyone like that until I met Ethan. And now it's like, Oh, there's a lot of people like this where it's like, they're huge on Instagram. And then they're, they're kind of like just getting the ball rolling on YouTube. And do you feel any, I don't know how to describe it, but do you feel like it's weird to be kind of the reverse of the reverse, what yeah. typical in the maker community is? Because it isn't really the norm. There's a lot of people, but it's not the norm so much. Totally, totally. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot. Like it's like YouTube is my main focus mm-hmm. and Instagram just kind of supports it or it's kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I guess 
Um, I don't know if it's because of this, but I t just by the nature of Instagram, I'm able to put out more content more frequently on it. Right. Um, and I mean, the nature of my YouTube videos, they take about a month. So they're kind of, I mean, they're not, they're not quick. So yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to put stuff out on Instagram more frequently and maybe it's grown faster because of that. Yeah. You, you, you do really, I mean, I'm just looking now and you have, there's 93 people that follow me and you. And I don't, you, I don't have that many people that have that big of an overlap with my audience for some reason. I don't know why, but huh. it's just really interesting. It's like, wow, a lot of people I know know about you. And it's like, oh, yeah, because he's got 5,000 people following him. And, you know, Ethan's at 5,400 or 5,600 now. And it's like, wow, that's, it's, it's so interesting to me because it's like when I discovered Instagram, I always wanted to do – I was a maker before I was making any content about making. And – I was like, ah, I don't want to really make YouTube videos. It's not really my thing. And then I discovered people were doing this just on Instagram. I'm like, wow, what is this whole new world that I've never partaken in? <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you know, I th what's interesting, too, and, and this is something I've thought about a lot, and I'd be interesting, interested to hear your thoughts, Tyler, because, so one of, because I started on Instagram, and that was my focus. So unlike you, like YouTube, I, you know, I started last, I think October was when I finally released my first YouTube video. And so... It, it's become an important thing for me, but Instagram started first. And so I, I'm, I'm constantly ba uh, I'm, um, struggling with, do I put out lots of small Instagram projects to keep that engine running versus, you know, putting those to the side and focusing on YouTube videos and then putting, you know, behind the scenes and, you know, not full kind of build videos on Instagram, but just kind of, you know, teasers and stuff like that. And, and you've definitely done that. You've definitely, you, you focus on your YouTube and you're putting out little videos and it's, and it's interesting to see because you're growing, you know, just as fast as if, if not faster as, than I am by doing that. And it, it's something I've struggled with because every time I do a, a silly little leather, you know, filler project, it, it does perform a lot better than than snidbits from my videos, but I know that that's taking time away from actually doing YouTube videos. My Instagram strategy uh, for the last year or so, it's been I try to focus like ninety percent on video posts. But what I do is, um, as soon as I launch the YouTube video, I launch that I post a like a trailer video on mm -hmm. Instagram that day, and then like. Before I launch the YouTube video, I prepare as many Instagram clips or like excerpts from the YouTube video as Instagram posts as I can. And then like every following day, I post another video on Instagram and then that lasts as long as it lasts. And then there's usually a, like a week or two gap between my next YouTube video launch and then it's a couple more Instagram videos. But basically, I take uh, kind of just excerpts or like... Um, ideas or techniques or moments from the youtube video that stand on their own as a one minute instagram video i like that i like that a lot actually that would be yeah because i'm a, i mean at, at best i'm one one video a month i'm usually i'm probably averaging more <laughs> one and a half months but that, you know that's a perfect way even if i just do it that one week and then do small projects after that yeah no i like that that's a really good strategy so what we we generally see from you we see the the stuff that works i mean Clearly, unless you're really following closely on the story. So my question, Tyler, is have mm -hmm. you had anything where you're like, this is a really great idea, 
and you get through it. I know you had one recently where you you were working on something and you just kind of stopped and was like, not right now. We're going to do something else for a little while. But have you had any projects where you kind of went into it like all excited, got halfway in and went, this is just not going to, this is not going to, either it's not going to be a good video or it's not going to be a good project or both. Like, have you ever stopped in the middle and gone, nope, um, it's time to just pivot and do something else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a perfect answer. It is the perfect answer. I'm trying to think. The last time I just bailed on an, uh, like halfway through a video and didn't post it. I don't think I have. I think, yeah, the closest thing I, I've come to that is recently I was like halfway through the prototyping phase, like before actual building and filming. I was like, no, nah, this idea isn't worth doing. I'm going to scrap it and move on. But mm-hmm. um, but other than that, there's like a couple projects where I made it work like 80, 90%. The project like kind of worked, but it could definitely be improved on. But I just had to, I couldn't work on the video any longer. It had been a month and a half or whatever. Right. I just had to just bail out. And <laughs> the knife gun... Yeah, polar exactly. And, uh, it was YouTube ready, but not real life ready, right? Yeah, it was good enough. So like, like the um, putting toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, I think I demonstrated all the principles necessary to do it yeah. for real, but it it got like it like it worked ninety percent in the right, right. video, and I just ended it. And ninety percent, I think people get bad, the point. Though. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I well, but again, no, I watched that video and nothing about it. I didn't feel like you didn't succeed like you know it you succeeded in my book you know like so because but again i don't think it was like you have to get a hundred percent of the toothpaste back in the tube you know it it wasn't that it was more about the principles behind it and Mm, that's that was a success because you proved that it could work right it was interesting the comments were kind of torn some people were like dang you were so close (laughs) and other people other people were like all right, good enough. Like you, that was that was a uh, like you did it. You you proved that it could be done. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, it was. I mean, neither one is invalid. No, that's true. But, I, but I, yeah, it was interesting to see. Under ideal circumstances, under ideal circumstances, if everything goes perfectly, you maybe could get a hundred percent of it back. <laughs> but you got enough where it's like, yeah, that worked. Uh, I I'd call that done. How much? How much and how do you plan your projects before? Do you just like? Do you kind of have an idea and you just go for it or do you like really like hardcore plan your projects before you start them? So this is interesting. I, um, so usually I spend maybe, uh, a week or so just like in my spare brain moments at my day job, just daydreaming about project ideas and design and like what kind of hardware I'll need and, if it'll work and how I'll film it and what the thumbnail will look like. And then I'll start ordering parts. And as they show up, I start prototyping. And then usually, um, so I don't always design in, in Fusion or CAD. Sometimes I model in cardboard. Sometimes I just jump right in. It depends on the project and how complex and whatever. Um, and usually I don't like to, usually I'll start the project um with only maybe 80% of it worked out in my head or on paper because I like leaving that last 20% to figure out on the fly. I think that keeps it interesting for me and Mm -hmm. it keeps it challenging. Um, I do that on purpose. I leave like 20% unsolved for me to do 
just by the seat of my pants. So is that? Well, I is think that, that probably your... leads to some of that excitement that we right. were talking about earlier too. Because if if it's all figured out and you know it's going to work and it works, it's exciting, but it's not like oh, it worked, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like my home run machine. Um, right. Actually, a lot of projects, I could totally solve it um, on paper with actual math and engineering before I even cut any material and and know that it'll work. I could even go as far as to do, um, like, uh, in Fusion, I could do, like, stress analysis and modeling the motions and things and all that, but... Um, like I, the home run machine, there was like, I had to go back. I had to lug all that steel and sandbags out into the backyard and set it up and test it and then go back and fix something like three or four times. Yeah. No. Yeah. That math would have saved me so much headache, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like I enjoy just, I, I kind of call it like, just like, uh, I don't know. I solving it with brute force. Like I just (laughs) like, like, uh, in that video, the home run machine, I didn't put counterweights on the arm and that arm swung around and it was so unbalanced and unstable (laughs) and violent. And I, well, one, I was dumb and I should have totally put a counterweight on from the beginning. But then I, you know, I didn't, I could have done the math and figured out what, how much of a counterweight I'd need, but I just kept tacking steel on and testing it and adding more steel and stuff like that. Cause it's part of the process. I mean, that's, and we, we all enjoy the process and even someone like you that can do the math, which I couldn't, but <laughs> but you enjoy. But I, I mean, it seems like you enjoy the process of problem solving in real life tangibly, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not an engineer. I think that's what makes makes me not an engineer is I usually don't solve things with math. I just jump in and start cutting material. Yeah, right. I but, I'm the same way. I mean, I go down to the shop with a rough idea sometimes, and it's like, and. I, I will say that it's created more problems than I'd like to admit, <laughs> where I'll go down and go, well, here's my idea and start working on it. I go, what the hell were you thinking? Why did you think that would work? You know, I'm making, for example, I'm making a, a catch-all. Um, I made a catch-all for myself, and now I had to make it again because one of my friends asked if I could make one for him. And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. I don't know why I thought that this was going to work better the way i'm doing it this time than the way i did it than the, the first, time. first time when it actually worked yeah when it, exactly i was like no I'm, I'm gonna streamline this process so for example like i took the piece of walnut and i slapped it on top of the piece of plywood and i'm like okay cool when the cnc cuts through it's just gonna make a nice clean cut and as the cnc cut through the walnut it just shattered some of it i'm <laughs> like you son of a mm. and I don't know why, like I said, I don't know why I thought this was going to work better than what I did the first time, which was to cut the, cut that on the laser and cut the, cut into the plywood with the CNC. I learned. I learned. Yep. You learned. But I, I actually feel like I'm glad I did it that way because now I don't go, is there a better way to do this? And the answer is probably not. Probably not. There's probably not a better way to do it, but I guess that's the benefit to learning as you're doing something, right? You can... Once you make all the mistakes, the next time you do something, you get real good at it. Well, no, it's, it's funny. I was watching the uh, running out of Netflix and streaming things, but I came across this show yesterday called The Repair Shop. It's a British, I think, uh, British. Yes. A lot yeah, of have you seen talked it? About that, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard about it. It's it's okay. It's not, I mean, it wouldn't be my you know thing of the week, but it, it's it's good. But I made the comment to Bettina that. Um, as you're watching it, you realize there's no schooling for some things, right? There's no mm-hmm. sc- school that you can go to to learn how to repair 
a million different things. Right. But what, what happens is you go into it and you figure things out as you go. And each time that you're doing that, you're building a little skill set that can be attributed to some other solution to right. another problem. And and these people clearly have just have repaired so many things over the course of their career that they had this like unbelievable tool chest of skills that no one could ever teach them and they don't even know they have, mm -hmm. right? I'll give you a good example of that. There's a YouTube channel, which I'm pretty sure Tyler's probably seen it because it seems like it would be up his alley, but that I really love. Um, it's a guy in England named My Mate Vince. That's what he goes by, My Mate Vince. And he literally, he tells everybody that he's not, you know, formally trained in any way. He's just curious. Mm -hmm. And that curiosity is what kind of taught him how to do what he does. And he can basically, I've seen him fix everything from watches to VCRs. And it's like, you can't go to school and come out of it with that range of knowledge. It's just not possible, right? So his learning is, quote, on the job, even though the job is just fixing stuff on YouTube. But that practical application of knowledge is coming from him actually doing things. It's not someone sitting there holding his hands and teaching him how to do it. Right. Which I think is very relevant to kind of what we're talking about, because just that jumping, that jump in and fix it mentality, you know, the, I'd be willing to bet Ty, I know I was a bit Tyler was, I'm pretty sure you probably were too. You were, we were all the kids that took stuff apart. Right, you know, just to see what was yep, inside. Yep. Right. My dad gave me my dad gave me a set of watchmaker screwdrivers when I was like seven or eight years old, and my dad took them away when I was seven or eight years old because everything <laughs> was apart. There were a lot of tiny screws everywhere, but I just wanted to see the inside of everything. You know, it's. I think we all we all have that mentality. You know, we always talk about how we're we're when you're a maker, you're a problem solver, but you're also curious. There's a there's right. a curiosity that just is it's insatiable. It's always, always there. Well, it was like you're saying, Tyler, you're thinking about your projects at work and all those things. Like, so like you're building in your, in your head, right? You're building, yeah. thinking, mm -hmm. figuring things out because you, you have no other choice. I mean, like, right? Like that's how your brain works. I'm sure. Right. I can't avoid it. It just, I has, yeah. it has to happen. Do you ever have moments like, like late at night or like super early in the morning where you're like, okay, I could squeeze in a little bit of time before work and I just have a really good idea that I could knock out quick. I'm just going to run to the shop real quick and knock this out. Or does that not, is it like, do you have scheduled shop time? How do you work that around? It's usually, it's usually after work or on the weekends. Um, but yeah, totally. There's times where like either I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I got to write down right. an idea or search a part and see if it exists or where I can get it or, or stuff like that. But yeah, totally. I have those moments where I have to do something right now because <laughs> I'm just driven to, you don't feel like you get that feeling that if you don't like kind of record that idea somewhere or work on it, that it's just, you're, you're going to lose it. Right. Like it's, it's, it mm -hmm. could go, it could go totally. any second. It could be gone. And <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. I imagine. Think about how many. Think about how many things that we've amazing projects and YouTube videos that would have gone viral that we've just forgotten. I know <laughs> they they got basically stuffed inside a bag of Doritos when I was too lazy to write it down. Do you have? So do you? I'm imagine. So then you're probably the type that like. Do you do it all on your phone, or you carry a notebook with you? You like the old school pen and paper type. You sit there with a bunch of sketches. Like, what's your what's your method for thinking about when you you get the idea? Then what? I do both. So I have um, a little notepad I keep in my pocket for sketching drawings and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
But if it's if I can just write it out in words, I use Trello um, to organize all of my video ideas and plans and scripts and shot lists and thumbnail ideas and everything. So I'm always, always like several times a day typing and um, on Trello and, and recording ideas that way or I'm sketching it in the notebook. I love that you do it. I love that you do it with pen and paper, by the way. Like I keep trying. I've tried so many times to try to get the digital, do it the digital way. But I always find that if I can just grab a piece of paper and just sit there with, for a few minutes and just sketch it, I always mm-hmm. get closer with my brain in my hand than I ever get digitally. Because I always feel like I'm fighting the tools when I try to do it digitally. Hmm. Yeah, well, no, exactly. And, and I'm a horrible sketcher, but there is something to be said to, to sketching because it also kind of like, again, even though I'm not a very good sketcher, you the the flaws in your idea when you put them on paper or something come up right there's like oh that's totally not going to work because of this even if it's a horrible sketch Mm -hmm. and i don't know i was working so today i was working with somebody at work and he gave me a bunch of wine crates and he's like what can we make with these he goes i I want you to make something for me with these and I, i came up with an idea and i'm like i could draw this out for him in like 30 seconds or I could sit there and try to design it in Fusion 360 and like it would be two hours later. It would look probably just like it's supposed to, but it would also take two hours. And by the time I do it, he probably wouldn't even want to see it. So yeah, pen and paper has its place. Back of the nap. There's a reason back of the napkin calculations are a thing in <laughs> engineering. And I, yeah. I imagine when, when you do your machines, like, cause you've done a lot of different machines. Do you, how much detail do you go into before you start making them? Or is it just, all right, I'm going to start with this piece, you know, this base piece, and I'm just going to attach parts to it. And I, I'm going to go piece by piece just to make that piece move. Like, do you plan that part of it out? Or do you have just a rough idea what you're going to do and you just go at it? It's kind of that 80-20 thing I was talking about. So, like, I'll, I'll, um, I'll either infusion or on cardboard... Um, I'll mock up like the proportions and like the critical dimensions to make sure if things will actually move together and, and clearance and stuff. And then sometimes that last 20% I leave for solving on the flies, things like the little things like how I'll fasten this part to that part. I know I mm-hmm. need these two parts to interface. That happens in my 80% design and CAD and stuff, but I'll figure out how, whether it'll be a mechanical fastener or an adhesive or something, I'll figure that out later on the fly. Cool. I love the um, I love the table you've been working on. Um, how close are you to uh, done with it? Because <laughs> I, I want to um, see the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, just oil and waxed the top. I'm going to leave the top a raw steel finish. So I'm building a all steel coffee table for the listeners. Steel top, steel legs. Uh, it's a three eighths plate steel top. How much does it weigh? Um, by the way, it's got to be ridiculously heavy. I don't know. It'll probably be maybe 80, 80 pounds or 90 pounds. Oh wow. I'll, I'll weigh it later. But yeah, <laughs> I'm in the finishing phase. Everything's built. I just, I'm looking into getting the legs powder coated. Oh, oh, that's going to look so good. I was, I was so amazed when you, when you were showing the, um, the router and you're like using your Ryobi router with it. I'm like, you can do yeah. that. I, I literally saw so many of your videos where I've watched you do something and go, I didn't know you could do that. Like, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to route this. I'm going to chamfer this edge with, the, and I'm like, I have that router. You could do metal with that? Like what? And I know you end up using a different router. Um, 
but it was just fascinating to watch. Like I never would have. I was like, what do I have to use to do this? Did it's it, yeah, isn't that nuts? It, it it's, it's crazy. crazy. It, it's yeah. Just, and this is why I love our community because we you find out your right. little Ryobi router like you're chamfering steel with it. And I'm like, wait, yeah. how's it doing that? I think I can barely get it to chamfer wood sometimes, and you're getting it to chamfer steel. Isn't that crazy? It blew my mind. And I'm That's always so looking for I'm always looking for the weird, unconventional ways to build things. Like normal is way too boring. Right. Right. And this this table, I mean. As it started to come together, I'm like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. Like, <laughs> it it's such a cool design. It looks great. You've you've done all the detail work. I love the idea of powder coating the legs too. It's just, mm-hmm. and you did. If I'm just from memory, it's only three legs, right? It's like a tripod type design. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. So good. I can't wait to see this thing. This is the Thank up. You. This is the the upside of paying attention to your stories because. There will be, obviously, I, it's pretty obvious there's going to be a YouTube video for this, but following you on your stories and getting to see the whole process, like all of it, and you taking a break for a little while and explaining why you're doing stuff, you do that more in your stories than you do in your YouTube videos. And it's like, wow, it's like I get all the backstory from the Instagram stories, and then we go to YouTube, and it's like, oh, there it is. And I know why he did that. I don't have to sit there yelling at my TV, why are you doing that? Why are you explaining it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am trying to work that in more and more every video, try and get more of me and my personality and my thought process and mm-hmm. decision-making process, trying to work that in. It really became obvious in the last video with the uh, toothpaste back in the tube when the condensation came up as you were working with the vacuum chamber and you just lost it. And I was like, <laughs> look how excited he is. <laughs> so, right, right. And then I really loved that you stopped at that point and explained what was going on too. Because I'm like, that's kind of cool what he just figured out. And you know, and it looked like you had just figured it out too. Like it was something you hadn't thought of before either. Yeah, yeah. It was a total, it caught, caught me off guard. I found it in editing and I had to stop what I was doing and go <laughs> shoot and film a segment to explain what I saw. I love that though. Yeah, that, was, that I had the same thought, Vincent. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. It was like, and that's why, behind, it, yeah. That's why not yeah. every project, you know, the, the end result of that project, you know, you may, oh, you got 90% of it back in the tube, whatever. But the end result of that project is you got a really cool scientific demonstration out of it. You did end up accomplishing nearly the entirety of what you set out to accomplish, and you made a hell of a video doing it. It's like, I'd call that a success. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the, that curiosity is something I'm trying to work in more and more. And because uh, ultimately, I, I'd like, I'm actually, I've been pivoting the last uh, better part of a year to kind of make my channel more. I want it to be kind of a combination of. A few of my favorite channels, like Destin Salen from Smarter Every Day, mm-hmm. Mark Rober, and Colin Furs. Like, oh, wow. That ridiculous machines and right. the science aspect. Although I'm not an engineer, I try to explain things, at least how I'm. they appear to me, and at least get other people curious and asking their own questions. Right. And, um, like, Mark Rober is already a great example of the science communicator slash maker but I want to go even more deeper into the making of things and showing fabrication and 
kind of blending those two things well, together. Just as the last video is an example, the way you, it looked like it was trial and error, but, but it was like structured trial and error, if that makes sense. Like you kind mm -hmm. of, you were going to like, okay, did this work? Okay, stop. It didn't work. Okay, let's go on. Let's try this. Okay, let's try this. Okay, let's try this. And I loved, it was like an expanded version of your stories, like watching you go through your processes as you're doing it. And a lot of people we've talked to, we've talked about this on, on a couple of episodes where people are scared to show like the warts you know they, right. they want to just step have that glamour slow-mo shot of them stepping into the shop and just going to work and i got this done and here it is in seven minute video and they're afraid to show like oh i did this and it didn't work so then i did this and it kind of worked and i did this and it worked better like that's something that takes a lot of courage to actually set out to do to well, I, I think I think that's also a migration that we're seeing now too mm -hmm. with with YouTube again I agree. because I think people are are going are moving less away from just like pure I don't know not even entertainment but it's they, they, they every all of us have gotten much better at filming and editing and all those things so now it's feeling much more polished which is a great thing mm -hmm. right it's a very positive thing. But at the same token, it can have the, the reverse effect that it doesn't feel homegrown anymore. And so I think there's a feeling of we still want to feel like we're, we're coming along this process with you, mm -hmm. right? There's, you want to feel like you're not just telling me how to do it. I'm, I'm hanging out with you as you figure it out. And, and so I've seen a lot more of that. I mean, I think uh, even some of the bigger, like really big names in YouTube are, are shifting more to kind of like uh, doing more on camera explanations as to what worked, what didn't work. You know, they're doing a lot more of that. And it, or even like the putting in the stories from Instagram as part of the video mm -hmm. to kind of show that there is process and trial and error throughout the process. I think that, I don't know. I, I, I see, I feel like I've seen more and more of that it's lately. going in that. It does feel like it's going in that direction. I like I like the example. That's a good one. The example of, People using their stories in their YouTube videos. That's something that is really rare because, mm -hmm. you know, they're used for different purposes, but it's starting to become less rare where you're starting to see like, oh, you're doing that too. Cool. I like it. You know, and I'm totally for it. I'm, I like watching that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I, I want, I almost want the full 360 of a project. Like I, I, I like that. Pe I like when people show the warts. I like when people show the fails. I like when people show the planning. I don't need the full this is every step of my planning process. It's just kind of like, here's what I want to accomplish and here's what I'm thinking is going to work. And then just jump into it and just go for it. And I know we're well, talking about this a lot because it's your latest video, but I really feel like it was just a perfect video. It just yeah. hit all the marks. It was, here's what I want to try to accomplish. Here's how I'm going to set out to start doing it. And it just had, it had everything and, you know, joyous reactions and cool close-up shots. And it was just a, it was a fun video. It was one of your well, best ones, actually. And, 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 Choking on burning toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I cracked up. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, it was pretty um, good. No, actually. but I, I think part of it, too, and we've talked about it before, I think there's a lot of people now, myself included, that are watching videos not not because I'm going to make a reverse engineered uh, toothpaste, whatever, filler. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not why I'm watching it. I'm right. not going to make, you know, I'm not going to make a home run machine, right? But... I'm watching it because all those all those trials and errors that you're doing and the problem solving you're doing that's why I'm watching it one for because it's entertaining but two because I pick up things that 
I wouldn't have. And so I think there is a little bit of a shift. And I don't think this this is that recently. I think this is probably two or three years ago. I think YouTube initially was a truly DIY step-by-step kind of mm-hmm. how-to videos. And it's moved to this slightly inspirational, slightly entertaining, and slightly like pick up trick tips and tricks as you're going that kind of vibe. I don't know. No, totally. Yeah. Like the goal of my channel from the beginning hasn't been to be instructional as much as it's been to inspire you to challenge yourself to learn new things and to show that you're capable. Perfect. I love that. That's yeah. a I, I, that's I, that should be I mean a long t-shirt, but that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> it be a very long t-shirt. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. I I treat a lot of a lot of videos where I know I'm going to see the whole process. I treat them like game shows sometimes. It's like, can I guess what's going to work? Hmm. Can I, guess? <laughs> like I, I sit there and I'm yeah. like, I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Is he going to do this? And he do it. And I'm like, I declare victory because I figured it out. <laughs> you know. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to hit the sponsors and then we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more and we'll do the video of the week, things of the week, and we're going to get on up out of here. So hang on to your hats. We'll be right back. And we're back from however many sponsors were in the show this week, because we don't know. <laughs> <It's a> magic <laughs> of anchor. <laughs> so, we, this is one of those weeks where we've talked about why we created um, Video of the Week. Uh, Video yes. of the Week was created because Ethan and I had a bad habit of picking the same thing of the week every week. And I was like, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, you do it. I'll do it. So we created video of the week because it, it wasn't that cordial. It was actually like, no, no, there was actually there was actually that a was fight. I was gonna do that, but yeah. you know, I'm repping New York, and he's repping some other state that thinks they're New York. So you know, <laughs> I always win. No, I'm kidding. But um, we we created video of the week because our our likes tend to be very much in sync. Yeah. And it was like, okay, let's just have another section because it's much easier that way. So this week, as I was watching my, um, my YouTube vids over the weekend, I'm like, oh, crap. This is the easiest choice ever. Like, this is going to have to be. Now, I swear to you, it wasn't planned this way, but it is a video by the one and only Johnny Lambert, otherwise known as Johnny Builds. Yes, we are mentioning Johnny Builds yet again. But but I I want to I want to just point out that we mentioned Bruce under four minutes this episode, and it took us until <laughs> however many minutes we're in to mention Johnny. So you know, there's that at least. But his video this week yeah. is it's absurd. It's just yeah. I don't. It's amazing. I still. I mean, he's shown how it works. So he made what what he's calling an or I think he called it an origami door. Was that what he called it? Um, yeah, it's an origami door, and it's based off of a another uh builder's design it's, it's not an original the the mechanics behind it is not his original right. idea and and he did it i thought he did a very good job and nice job of giving the person the i can't blank on his name so More maybe like maybe he didn't do that great of a job but um <laughs> well, no, we know it wasn't really his of, so that's pretty good yes, we can exactly. stop there right. and know that it was you know it wasn't his okay good we did that's good okay. enough <laughs> yes but he made it his own yeah that's, he, a, that's the so ticket. what i loved i loved about this video was he he really did and he made a very good attempt to explain it and i'm not gonna lie and one of the things i love about the the fact that we have tyler on and i know tyler was probably sitting there going why the hell don't you understand this it's so simple but i really i honestly don't understand the mechanism like i watched i've watched the video twice and i still don't fully understand 
all the movement that happens when this door opens and closes. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way. I, I understand it to a degree. I mean, it's all about pivoting points right. and and the angles that work with those pivoting points. But there's no, I even watching it, there's no way I could I, actually replicate it. I don't it, even so. understand how. I mean, you guys, you, I'm watching it thinking this is our video of the week. This is absolutely ridiculous. He made he made custom hinges at every mm-hmm. point. Like there's nothing. There's nothing on this door that was prefabbed. I mean, right. unless you count the special bearings he used as prefabricated because they were, but they're not really like, they're just bearings. They just have a weird case on them. But everything he made, the panels, the, that he did the panels with, with resin, it's just everything about this door is just from scratch and absolutely incredible. So, well, and, and again, is, he made it his own too. I mean, there's a couple things that, well, one, and again, I could be wrong, but that thing looks like it has to have very slim tolerances to work oh yeah like you can't like and you know and I, I think johnny would probably be the first to admit that i mean he's not a master welder by any means you know he's still pretty new to welding in the grand scheme of things right mm-hmm. um so that's incredible and then it just it, it had it had a johnny builds vibe to it even though you know the the like the mechanics of it wasn't his he made it his own with again with the like you said with the resin and stuff like that it was it's it's it was like such a seamless integration of total boat that it worked and all of that. So I don't know. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Well, and then, and then he used a fog machine at the end. So <laughs> like, yeah, you had to use a fog machine. <laughs> I mean, let's go. I, I remember my favorite part of the video. My favorite part of the video is him standing there just opening and closing it. And I'm going, yep. Right. Yep. I would totally do that. Like, I just want to watch <laughs> that thing open and close. So I just, it was the easiest video of the week. It was so easy that, that Beth actually says like, well, there's your video of the week. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, and then, well, it was so easy that I and I, I was saying this to the to both of you before we started recording. I was like, I can't, I can't mention this to Vincent because it's just too obvious, and <laughs> so I, I just waited until today until you mentioned it because I knew you would because it is the obvious video. It's of the week, it's so. it it was so easy. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're 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 doing we're doing Johnny Bills today. <laughs> no surprise about that. I'm, what I'm really surprised about is it only has twelve thousand views, but then it's only a I day know. old. I didn't even. Like, it didn't even click in my head that it just hit yesterday. Like, I watched this yesterday. Oh, okay. Now it makes more sense. <laughs> well, it's going to be... I don't know. I, I have a feeling... Yeah. No, it, it, it has definitely gotten a slow start for... Which is surprising. Which is very surprising. I thought the thumbnail is great. I mean, Tyler, you've seen the thumbnail. I mean, it's a good thumbnail. It's... Yeah. Outstanding video. Yeah. Outstanding well, video. Yeah. Outstanding thumbnail. So, if it doesn't take off... But I have a feeling it's a sleeper. I have a feeling it's going to be one of these in, like, three weeks it hits, like you know half a million views so tyler and, i don't know how are you gonna Nasty. how are you gonna one-up johnny with this one <laughs> Ooh, yeah you know <laughs> no john johnny's a good dude johnny that project is outstanding well done it it's it's what i love about what we do like just it's so unnecessary it's mm-hmm. so over the top and it's like i want that in my house somewhere (laughs) right exactly i want that's that's a conversation piece if ever there was a conversation piece well it's one of those things too it's like it's it's fun when someone gets a new shop or is renovating a house or whatever and you get to see the things that people like they because i mean he yeah all right i'm sure he did that for youtube too because it's a eye-catching thing and all that but he also just i you you get the sense he just wanted to do it you know like like it's because it's not worth the time to make that for that door other than the fact that he 
thought it was cool, totally. right? And like I love that when 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 we get the opportunity to do things that we are passionate about and it can make a video and it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so this yeah. actually, I have a feeling he did this and we could, let's talk about this for a second. Cause I have a feeling he did this just to challenge himself. Like he wanted, I feel like the primary motivation in doing this door was to see if he could do this door. And I'm just wondering I, from you guys, are there any projects that you've taken on where you're just like, I just want to see if I could actually do this. I think that's every project. Every single 100%. I love it. Totally, love it. totally. So just just for the sake of saying I did this, you you take on a project. I love it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, no, I think that, but I think that's a, the motive. Well, okay, no, that's not fair because there are things, as I talked about earlier, uh, there are, for Instagram, there are definitely things that I do as filler mm-hmm. content, and and again, I I don't do I will only do it if I. I'm going to enjoy it. Like I don't, I'm not, and it's not clickbaity or whatever. Like there are things that I, I just genuinely enjoy wrapping things in leather, right? Like I just, <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, I really do. And I like the aesthetic mm-hmm. and all those things. So there are, yeah, no, there are things I do for that, but there's, but my passion projects, they're always, almost always like, can I actually do it? Or there's something I would get really excited about. So are there any, do either of you have anything sitting on the, uh, on the back burner where you're like, one day when I just want to do something really difficult, I'm going to do this project. Like, do you have a couple? Do you have a couple that are for when you're really in the mood? Like, do you keep them like stored away or do you just come up with them on the fly? I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of bigger things that. Oh, wow. That that I'd like to do. How did but... I not know that about you? have a spreadsheet? Really? Do you? Oh, yeah. No, I have a spreadsheet. Yeah. No, but uh, it's funny because Bettina didn't know it either until. Uh, we were sitting on the, we usually are inside, but we've been sitting on the porch lately. Mm-hmm. And she like looked across at my laptop and I had my project idea spreadsheet up. And she's like, do you have a spreadsheet for ideas? I'm like, you try to come up with three, three different small projects to post every week mm. without an idea list. So. Good point. Tyler, but, do you have- but then I have, I have a more legitimate one for bigger projects. But do you, how far in advance are your projects, Tyler? Like, do you just yeah. have like the next project? Or do you have like the next five projects? Like how far in advance do you plan? It kind of goes up and down. Like, like I'll build up like a backlog of three or four video ideas. And then I get so deep into like finishing <laughs> those ideas. And once I get to the end of that list, I'm like, Oh shoot, I need another three or four ideas. <laughs> it kind of goes up and down throughout the year, throughout the year. Um, so yeah, I'm at that point now. I've got one more project left, and then I got to start digging into the list. Oh boy! So most, so most of your projects are YouTube videos first. Do you ever do anything just for Instagram? Ooh, uh, not usually. Yeah, usually, I'm trying to think. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. I asked that, and I was trying to think of anything I've seen of yours that. Um, usually, something that is on Instagram that's not on YouTube is like um, extra footage, like behind the scenes stuff. I'll do an IGTV or I, uh, the head gimbal, my uh, one oh, wheel yes. gimbal oh, couple, yeah. the head gimbal that? I shot just for Instagram. The, well, cause you did the one with on your, for your one wheel. Yes. The gyroscope. So- uh, a gimbaled cup holder that shouldn't sp- oh shouldn't God. spill for my one wheel, but then so I, funny. I strapped it to my helmet. And and the helmet, like I watched the I watched the one the YouTube video, and then but I have to say, 
your your Instagram or IG one with you writing down and it just like splashing you in the face was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever I've ever seen. I loved it so much. It was so perfect. Oh, it's so ridiculous. It seemed it like though, sense. it seemed like the helmet actually worked better than the one wheel. Is that That's the funny thing, is it did. It <laughs> okay. did. It worked better than what what should have worked. But yeah. <laughs> what should have worked. Yeah, you would think that the one wheel would have been more stable because it kinda has less lateral movement, but I guess no. Yeah. I mean, it was more vibrations. It's like a, like a chicken's head, like it's or like um, when you film. Sometimes it's steadier to just put the camera up against your face because your head is the most stable part of your body. Oh wow, never. Oh, I didn't know that, but now I'm gonna film everything on my face. See, now so. I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, of course, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Actually, I, I, but I, I want a one wheel. And, and I know I'd kill myself on it, oh, so dude. I know I'm not going to. But every time I you definitely uh, yeah, every time I see you on yours, I'm like, yeah, damn it, I want like, one. Oh, that looks awesome. But worth every dime. <laughs> yeah. How hard what, is it? When did you get it? Like a year ago? Uh, last August. Last August. Okay. How hard is it yeah. to uh, to learn? Like from zero, never rode one before. Like how hard is it to get moving and not kill yourself? I picked it up in a in a day in like four hours or that's so. not bad. You seem coordinated. It's not bad. I mean. So I, I mean, I saw what, uh, what was it the uh, makers, not makers giving or whatever they called it, where they mm-hmm. all went out, you know, to the Joshua Tree, and I just saw the combination of um, uh, Johnny uh, craft, uh, crafted crafted build Johnny Brooks. Johnny Brooks. Johnny Brooks. Okay. Yeah, he crashed, and uh, Jesse had to patch him up. And then I saw like a clip later where Johnny, he couldn't take it on the plane or whatever. And so he ended up hanging out with um, Chris from Four Eyes. And Chris was in the background riding it like like less than a mile per hour, like just <laughs> tr- trying to turn it slowly. Is it like, so it, it's not that hard to pick up? Like, I don't like actually understand how it works. You lean forward and it goes? Yeah, so you, it starts with its tail sitting on the ground. So the front pad where you, for your front foot is a sensor and it's two sensors. So... Your heel has one sensor and your toe has another. Okay. And so you have to have both sensors pressed and activated. Otherwise, it won't go. Anyways, you lean forward and it levels out and it automatically, like the motor kicks on and starts leveling it. Oh, wow. Um, and you just lean forward and it goes and you lean back and it slows down and stops. So it's crazy. just magic. It, it does look like, I mean, so. It does look really fun. I got to see, I was very lucky that my company was one of the companies selling hoverboards when they were popular. And I remember watching people riding it going, I don't understand this. Like, it's like, it's, it just feels, uh, and you know, it's that old saying that um, if a tech, a technology that's well enough implemented starts to seem like magic, that's kind of what all these things, all these self-riding vehicles, they all, the Segway, the hoverboards, the one wheels, they, it's absolutely amazing. And I've seen, I mean, I see people, I think you've done it too, Tyler. I've seen people taking them off road and it's like. Oh, how totally. do you, how yeah. do you, like, that thing is stable as hell to take it off-road. No, they, they, like, race them yeah. on, like, dirt, like, down, yeah. like, ski mountains and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Gnarly. It's it, it's yeah. an incredible, I mean, I guess it's kind of what we do. We buy geeky stuff, and we enjoy geeky stuff, and that's that's definitely the ultimate in geeky transportation, like, no doubt about it. It's Well, we are behind, though, because if you watch uh back to the future i think it was two yep <laughs> uh we are way behind on the technology well it was funny so. watching uh king of random a couple of nights ago they did um they tried to make with battery operated leaf blowers they were making hoverboards <laughs> and they kind of worked like considering it was battery operated you know i wasn't expecting it to work and it actually worked reasonably well so 
Maybe we're not that not, far away. You know. Well, I mean, battery routers have come a long way, so why not battery powered? I mean, powered? if I can get a powerful, if I can get a hammer drill that can go into Cinderblock <laughs> in a battery drill, there's no reason I can't have a hovercraft that can fly over a car when being chased. Like, the, the, the logic is there. I mean, it's not that big a stretch. <laughs> Wanna do, let's do our, um, let's do some things, things of the week. week. Yeah. All right. So, um, what do you got for us, Tyler? I'm dying to see what you brought to the table tonight. Heck yeah. So, my pick is a youtube channel called stuff made here have you guys heard of this channel so um it's pretty well established now it's got two hundred forty thousand subscribers but it's only like three months old holy crap this dude is crushing it i don't know his name uh but anyways he's already got mark rover's attention because he did a um a basketball uh, ba- a backboard that auto adjusts to so it makes you do you make a basket every time. It's almost like Mark's dartboard. Okay, <laughs> exactly. That's why I think that's the one Mark commented on. But yeah, he's doing outstanding stuff. Oh, wow, like really high end fabrication and prototyping. Um, he made an iPad that uses a, the lidar camera to, like like help blind people walk and it gives tactile feedback to your fingers to tell you which way to turn it's amazing and he made a golf club that um automatically changes the club head angle so you can swing better like it changes the angle mid mid swing it's incredible this channel is fantastic wait so you say what's the name again um it's stuff stuff made, made, here. made here stuff this is a this is an incredible channel <laughs> he's got oh a gosh. lot of like really intense videos up in three months like he must have held wow. on to a he, backlog and then launched all or in other months, words he but... did it smart he didn't blow the first he had, get one video done and post it no no yeah. don't do that <laughs> wow um we we have to send uh chris of cow dogs he has a video that's called how i made steel toe crocs with wood. oh i know i know, <laughs> I know. he he i can't i can't catch enough abuse whenever i accidentally get my crocs on camera like it's like it's like it's almost like the bat signal to Chris. It's like, Crocs, huh? Stop! Leave me alone. <laughs> he loves us. I know things. he does love them. Actually, he's he's not even making fun of me. It's just like he has to point them out, and I try to hide them because they're embarrassing. But they're so comfortable. <laughs> we got to embrace it, Vincent. Like him. No, this looks insane. Yeah, I'm this, so excited. This is. I'm a little worried. I hope no one from my day job is listening, because I feel feeling this is all I'm going to be watching tomorrow. Ooh. So, wow. That's uh, that's that's a ringing endorsement from Mr. Cart. Well, luckily, and and Tyler is right. There's only 12 videos on the channel, so it ain't going to take you long to catch up on them. All right. Well, maybe maybe I can do it before yeah. my workday starts. But. I love this idea. I love this idea. It's of awesome. I can't miss basketball hoop. Like, wow. I'm actually probably after we're done recording, I'm probably going to put this channel on in the living in the living room and just sit there and watch this until I fall asleep. So, Tyler. You crushed it, my friend. This is yeah, that's, a, this is a good that's one. A solid. That's a solid. I'm also feeling like I used to feel like I had my finger on the pulse of um, the YouTube community, and I'm looking at this going, "You don't have a clue. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we, we should hang up, hang it up now, Ethan. We just don't know what we're doing anymore." It's like, wow. Okay. Just 
Just uh, ask Tyler for the video of the yeah, week every yeah, week. Yeah, really, just gonna, I'll message him next Monday afternoon, like, Tyler, <laughs> need some help. <laughs> sure thing, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> Tyler will be our official video of the week and channel of the week and thing of the week, and he'll just be, just ty- we'll bring him on as staff. He'll be on the Because We Make Staff. He can be research. I like it. Tyler, you want to be research assistant? I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a new, new, uh, new title. I, hey, listen, we are very official, Tyler. We have business cards. We do. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. So oh, yeah. we'll have that link in the um, in the show notes. Stuff made here. Um, I would give you the channel URL, but it's a typically new YouTube channel URL, which no one can possibly right. enter manually. So forget it. All right. Mr. Carter, would you like to go next? No, you go. All right. I will go next because <laughs> I am actually going to promote a friend of the show tonight. Um my good friend Justin White, um, otherwise known as the Garage Avenger, he has a really solid podcast called Make Ideas Reality. And he, his, his mission, and I think he's a lot, I know we've had some really big names on this podcast, but I feel like he and I and you are in alignment on what we like to do. We like to give exposure to people who, you know, may not necessarily be getting a ton of it or people that we enjoy, but we feel like, you know, smaller creators or as he calls them, he has a good name for, he calls them everyday creative heroes who are making Mm -hmm. their ideas reality. It's a really good podcast. It's an interview podcast. And by some miracle he's managed to get, um, well, he's got, what are we looking at here? He's screaming at his radio right now going, "I (laughs) I have 25 episodes or 30 episodes, whatever it is. It's a really good podcast, and Justin is truly one of the good guys. In fact, we're going to have Justin on probably around August at some point when he gets back from his vacation because I just I like the guy. I, I like his vibe. I like his podcast. I was I didn't even know he did a podcast. Right. Um, I knew he did videos, and I'm like, okay, I'm not really into watching interview videos that are an hour long, but podcasts. Oh my god, I'm listening to a million podcasts. So, right. One weekend a couple of weeks ago, I just put the podcast on, went down to my shop and started working. And I ended up listening to like three or four episodes. I'm like, wow, this guy's got a good, got a good thing going on. So that is my, um, my pick of the week is make ideas reality by Justin White, the garage Avenger. And we will have that link in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. We talked about it. Hold on a second. I just, I'm sorry, Ethan, I didn't mean to cut you off. Tyler, you were on there. I forgot you were actually on that podcast. Oh yeah. And he, and I, the reason I know that, and, Okay, because he mentioned you were, um, it was the episode where he did with Jake, the Maker Monster, and um, they talked about you, and he's like, yeah, previous guest of the podcast. And I'm like, that's right, you were on there, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, great <laughs> go show. Ahead, Ethan, I'm sorry. Great no, no, I was just going to say, I, I'm, I'm excited, because I have not listened to that. I, I think I might have listened to one episode, but I have not listened to that. It's so really good. One of the things I've been... Uh, finding is without the commute i think we've talked about mm-hmm. this but without the commute i have not been listening to podcasts uh as much and it's it's funny because i used to listen to podcasts as i commuted but i listened to music in my shop and i've re- realized this past weekend i really enjoy listening to podcasts in my oh, shop yeah. as i work yeah. totally and so it, it, it's fun it's it's 
all of a sudden I've got a new way to listen to podcasts and it does feel you know, new, right? making it, uh, we built a thing, all those podcasts I've, that I've been missing out on because of without the commute. And so it's nice. So I'm going to add that to my list. I'm yeah, going uh, to subscribe tonight. This is definitely one to add to you. I mean, this is the third yeah. podcast that I've recommended tonight, but I mean, look, here's, <laughs> here's, here's the simple reality of things, right? Here's the simple reality. Our friends are all doing podcasts. <laughs> it's like, right. I don't know when this started. I feel like when we met most of these people, they weren't doing podcasts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all, I mean, I think the only one that's doing it longer than I've known him is actually Justin. But like hmm. Morley is doing like 52 podcasts now. And, you know, obviously Grant is doing it with him and Adam Mackey is doing it with him. And, you know, and Steven and all that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing a podcast now. It's like, oh, OK. Well, cool. it's, it's funny. I, there's I think there's a wave. And uh, from talking to people, it was actually there's a wave after the first workbench con. Um, Tyler, did you go to the first year? No, I didn't. Okay. Second. Second year. Yeah. Same with me. OK. But the coming out of the first year there was a kind of a message from WorkbenchCon that you should be doing like basically you should be doing everything so you should have instagram youtube pinterest a podcast like all these things so people a bunch of people started podcasts that didn't really want to do podcasts Mm -hmm. and and so those all fizzled out um and i know know the the message the last two years of WorkbenchCon is it's not to do everything it's to do the things that are complementary and that you're passionate about so which is interesting, but so I think the people that are doing podcasts now are the people that want to actually do podcasts, want to actually do it, <laughs> yeah. and 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 you're seeing more success from that, which is great. And again, you shouldn't do things that you don't want to do. I mean, yeah, whatever. But the algo, so but the algo. <laughs> right. I get right, so annoyed, right. and, and maybe it's just me being like a get off my lawn type sometimes. But I get so annoyed when I hear people talking about the algorithm. It's like you, as a creator, almost should never be thinking about the algorithm. Like, well, because you can't control it. Exactly. Anything, so. You have no control over it. And unless you work at these companies, you don't know what it is. Like, you right. can kind of game it a little bit. Like, for example, we always talk about Instagram and how Instagram will promote you, but you have to play the game the way they want you to. You have to tag your post. You have to geolocate your post. You have to do yeah. stories. Occasionally do lives if you can. And they'll promote, your, they'll promote you into people's feeds. If you only post photos into your feed, no one will ever see you. You just won't, right? But you know, you know what it comes down to? And I was, I was thinking about this lately. It's, it, there's, there's no longer a, there was at one point, a way of, of tricking the system mm-hmm. or tricking the algorithm. There's no longer. The only way to do it now is just to be engaged and to be invested Correct. in the platform. Yep. And if you're invested in the platform... And again, only if you want to be, because if you're not, then it's gonna you're gonna burn out. But if you're invested in it and you're doing story, you're doing the things that are that are there for, you know, for you to do, then you'll you'll grow. Uh, but there's no quick pro uh, pro not at all. You know, there's just it's not, not anymore. So yeah, I, and I I almost think I know that people get nervous about the computer algorithm ruining things. I actually think that the playing field is kind of leveling because you're not getting people getting to the top by gaming the system. They're, you're right. kind of all on a level footing where, all right, granted, they may promote some people over other people just for reasons, and you'll never know what those reasons are. I'm sure that happens. I wouldn't worry about it because I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Just put well, good content out. It, it starts that, and That's exactly it. And we've talked about this before, too. The, it's, it's amazing. The 0 to 100 is the hardest the 100 to a thousand is the second hardest like me about it (laughs) but but it is crazy and i've seen it myself and again i'm not blowing up and tyler you're not blowing up either i mean none of us are blowing up right but 
it is easier. Like I'm getting, I get followers, you know, even 10 followers a day, even when I'm not doing stuff sometimes just because I'm over 5,000 now. Oh, and that's, and well, that again, that's nothing that's, I will point out whatever, but that's, but that's the nature of it. So you just gotta, we don't talk, we don't it. like talking statistics and stuff here. Cause it's just like, you know, we don't, we're way we, off. It's not what we do, but I'm at, I'm right now on Instagram. I'm at 931 followers. In November, I was at 500. I hit 500 November 18th. So I've almost doubled my user base. Now, granted, we're not talking huge numbers, right? But I'm not doing a whole lot differently from what I was doing. But the snowball rolls easier the more the more subscribers you get. Like you even said a couple of weeks ago that when you hit hitting 5,000 was hard. Hitting 5,400 happened in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah, I'm no, because all of a all of a sudden, all of a sudden I was on every so often, I'd say it's one out of 10 posts, but I'll get, you know, I'll get bumped on explore. Mm-hmm. And I, if I get ex- bumped on explore, I get, you know, I get like 30 followers in a night, which for our, our size. Oh my God. Channel, you know, I, that's one huge. morning so, I woke up, I got seven followers overnight. I'm like seven right, people right. in one day. Like I was right. averaging so it, 50 a month. <laughs> so but going back to it you can't control you can't. it so, so don't d- you don't worry about it just put out good content and so. i know that i know that sounds like trite advice but it is real advice it, it, yes it's going to be hard for people to find you it is going to be hard for people to find you but they will find you they will find you if you're consistently putting out mm-hmm. good content people will find you they just will it's it's going to be a slog it's going to be grind we always talk about the the 20 episode grind with podcasts right if you get past the 20th episode your podcast is here to stay because for those first 20 episodes, there is not a soul listening to you. It's just not happening. You are not getting any traction in the first 20 episodes. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are. I mean, you can have the biggest guests in the world. You could have Ethan Carter on your 11th episode, and you still are not going to get – you're not going to blow up in 20 episodes. But if you make it past 20, you start finding your groove – you start getting your guests or you don't do your guests and you just get more comfortable on the mic, it really does make a big difference. It's the yeah. same with Instagram. Instagram, you hit that first. I think, I think when you realize you can actually do Instagram is when you hit 500. I feel like 500 is like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I might actually be able to do this. You know, 100, yeah. 200, 300 people hit that. You hit 500, you're in a different, like, you're at a different level, I think, mentally. It's like um, when people. Talk I would about agree, and, and and you'll see. I, I to me, five hundred was like amazing. One thousand, I felt like that that was a. I think that's still to this day the probably the biggest uh, milestone. Yeah, for I me. think that's a, even more than five. Well, it's like when you, to YouTube people, YouTube people that we've spoken to have said like they always talk about ten thousand. Like yeah. when they hit that 10,000 and then w- the next one is 100,000. It's like they hit mm-hmm. the, ten- the for Instagram, it's, I think it's 500, 1,000, and then like 2,500. 10,000. No, 10,000 10, is clearly the tipping point because you get to swipe up. And oh, all yeah. Those, I mean, 10,000 is like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed as hell that Trevor hit 10,000. Like that is so damn oh, cool. Like yeah. 10,000 yep. is no freaking joke. Yeah. We digress, though. Yeah. Ethan, do you have a thing of the week? I do. <laughs> are you I do. stalling? <laughs> yes. No, no, I do. Well, all right. So this is not my thing of the week. It's a uh, shout out to a formal uh, formal thing, former thing of the week. Um, 
I don't think I talked about this last week. If I did, I apologize. But uh, the Maker Pipe people, did I talk about this like, last week? You did not. Like, you talked about it on your okay. stories, though. Yeah, so make, the Maker Pipe people who I've uh, talked about before, they're not a sponsor, but they've they've given me good product and but and just been a really good supporter. Um, and they make these these uh, these mechanisms that work with conduit, so you can basically build metal things without any kind of welding. I'll put it at that. But anyways, they've been really good to me. But they've started a community on their website, and they've started doing uh, weekly um, weekly YouTube videos showing off all the the uh, projects of their uh, community and stuff like that. So they're really trying to embrace the maker community, and they're really good people. So uh, that's not my thing of the week, but I wanted to give them a shout-out because they're really good. And they gave my video a shout-out this week. Uh-huh. So that might be a little bit of it, but no, but they, they're really good people and really great product. And uh, I have another project coming out soon uh, with using their products. So. Cool. Uh, but my Very thing cool. of the week, and this is... It's it's funny. So I mentioned it, I think last week or the week before, but I got the uh uh Jacko wallet. So he came out with, you know, the Jacko whatever, came out with a maker knife and then recently he came out with a wallet. And I I'm blanking on the name of the material that Tyvek. uh they used to make it, Tyvek. right? Tyvek, yes. Um but it's basically un rippable i mean you can cut it and stuff like that but you can't rip it with your hands and i love the promo video that he did with uh derek from alden who is just down the road from me uh it was at WorkbenchCon. he gave it to derek who's this big mm-hmm. like big burly guy and said try to rip it and he tried so hard and it was so funny to watch him try um but anyways he, he didn't do it um but it's it's a really cool wallet it's it's completely unnecessary it's you know it's one of these things that you're supporting another maker but it one of the things that I was telling Vincent about this before we got we started recording is as a leather worker, it's kind of like blasphemy blasphemy to recommend a wallet that's not made out of leather. <laughs> but I am a one hundred percent George Costanza wallet kind of person, and I have way too much stuff in my wallet. Like I just had too many cards. It's like overflowing. And this literally, I so I got it and I put all my cards in it and money in it today. And it is about half the size of my leather wallet. So it it does work really well. And it does have a ruler and a protractor in, included in the design. And so it's, it's cool. Again, it's, it's my thing of the week. Not because it's necessary. Not because he needs uh, needs the money. But because it's, it's, it's cool. And, and it does meet what he says. Which is, it's a cool wallet that's very tough. And and does thin down your wallet. So it's, hats off to him. Another great design. He's a he's an amazing designer. It's it's very cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I love about it. And it might actually get me to change out my allet for this. I love my allet. I am I was telling Ethan I've had allets. Yeah, before. and I I might get one of those yeah, too. It's but. it's probably the best wallet I've ever owned. I I ripped the first one after having it for ten years. I'm not even joking. I had it for about ten years. I ripped the first one. I went out and bought another one so I can have the same wallet again. Like, I love this wallet. But what I love about what Jocko did, he made essentially a maker wallet. Like, the yeah. rulers and the protractor and all that that are built in, it's just such a cool idea. Like, I always need a ruler. Always. I, yep. I don't know what it is about people like us, but I always need a friggin' ruler. And I, it's like I could carry my little Stanley one 
my little six foot Stanley one in my pocket all the time, but that just is kind of silly. This would be just a great idea, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah. And, and again, to your point, it's a, it's a maker wallet because you never know when you like when that we were talking about earlier, like, mm -hmm. right. Like you get that idea and you want to get it down on paper and yep. you yep. know, it, you just whip out your wallet. So it's, it's cool. It, it, again, I, I, I say that with the sense that it's not necessary. Neither is the maker knife. I mean, that's the thing. No, I, I Neither of them are necessary. Sir. I beg to differ. No, no. It's, it, I mean, it's a glorified box cutter, and I love it. I would not trade either of the two that I have for anything, but it's not necessary. But it's a, a beautiful design, and and that's there's something to be said yes. for that. So And, and especially because it's... I mean, let's be honest. If you don't love Jocko, what are you even doing with your life? Jocko's one of the, Jocko's <laughs> actually one of the good, like legitimately one of the good guys. Like you can you yeah. can message Jocko on Instagram and he'll actually message you back. Like, oh yeah, and it's it's just cool. He's just like I said, he's one of the good guys. So it's even if you don't really need a wallet, I would I might just get one just because it's Jocko. <laughs> I like Jocko. Yeah, I mean the the only down part is it's coming from italy so there's the exchange but no but it's it's worth yeah, it totally so. worth it so that is the dimension wallet which i will dimension wallet, yes. have the link to in the show notes tyler you've hung out with jacko right i've met him briefly but not much no i have no. a feeling okay. like you two would get along so well <laughs> He, he, he's funny though. I, I, well, this is my limited experience is, and I don't know if it's the language barrier or whatever. He's much more, um, not shout, uh, I don't know what the word is, but he's not, he comes across as very like engaging mm -hmm. in his videos, not even engaging, but like very open. And he, he, he is, he's super nice and super sweet. Um, but He's not, but I think that might be the language barrier. I don't know. Maybe. I think I'm the same way. I, I'm, I, like, I've been around Jocko at events and stuff, but yeah, he seems like a kind of a quiet guy, and I'm the same way. Right. Like, I'm definitely, in in person, I'm not the same person as I am on camera. Mm -hmm. Not that what is on camera isn't genuine. Mm -hmm. It's totally me, except I'm not, I can't be like that all the time. Right. Like, yeah, like, like if... I'm pretty quiet and reserved and calm in person, like at WorkbenchCon and stuff. But if we start like shooting knives or <laughs> like, I don't know, making machines and lighting stuff on fire, then hot diggity mode is going to be engaged. There's the you know title. I mean? so, yeah, on camera, it's different, but not me all There's the time. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. And it, it, yeah, I think, again, I think that's a very... I think that's common with a lot of us in this space. Oh, I, God. I think that... And, and, and I... I like that we all appreciate that too. Right? I, I I feel like I I was putting Jacko down because I'm I, and I wasn't at all. It, it was it was just a observation that we're all know. that we're all that way though. I mean it's 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 so funny because like you put me in front of this mic and I go into and I was I was right. I forgot who I was telling. I, think I was telling Grant this the other night or Adam, and I'm like. You know, I get in front of the mic and I just go into host mode and I'm really so like I'm a terrible guest on a podcast. I really am. I know I am because I get behind this mic and my brain switches into host mode and it's real. You become the host. Yeah, it's, the like, it's really yeah. hard for me <laughs> to remember that I'm in front of the mic, but it's not my show, you know, and I, I, I right. can't control that. I really wish I could. I'm a garbage guest. I readily admit I'm a terrible guest on podcast <laughs> because I have no ability. You've seen it in the makers on zoom hangout too. Like I can't help myself. I get behind the mic and I go into host mode and 
But if you meet me in person, all right, maybe I will eventually get to a point where we're just chatting like old buddies. But at the beginning, if you can even get me to talk, it's a damn right. miracle. <laughs> like, I don't speak. I am the most nervous human on earth. Okay, perfect example. 2017, Maker Fair. I went there in my I Like to Make Stuff shirt in the hopes that Bob would see me so I could just say hi to him for 30 seconds. I just wanted 30 seconds and maybe a picture with Bob. It was all I wanted. We're standing online waiting to go in to watch um, Bob and and uh, Joel Telling and all them give their little, um, their little talk. And we're standing in line, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I see Bob come down the hall. And Beth goes, there he is. I'm like, yeah, he's right there. Are you going to go talk to him? I don't know. What do you mean you don't it's know? Jake from State you're Farm. Li- <laughs> you're literally here for him. Go talk to him. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I, what, what am I even going to say? I don't know. She's like, well, we came here to talk to him. So it's like, if you're not going to do it, what did we come here for? And I <laughs> finally walked over and I talked to him and we had the greatest conversation. And, you know, I'm not, this isn't me name dropping, but he actually remembers the conversation we had, which to me blows my mind every time. He, he remembered that conversation. And it's like, wow, I actually got to actually not just talk to him, but I actually got to meet him. And it was so freaking cool. But that's not me. Like, it's just, it's, it's right. not me. So, yeah, Tyler, I totally can relate to just, you know, hot diggity mode. Yeah, it can kick in for me, but it takes a little while to get it out of me. Like, it takes a, takes a couple of leaps on the starter to get me to really kick over. <laughs> so I totally understand. <laughs> that, that has I'm to be you. the name of the episode. Oh, too, it's hot diggity mode with Tyler Bell. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the episode. It's the first time we've ever said the name of the episode on the episode. We never do that. But that was just perfect. Hot diggity mode. I love it. Tyler, Excellent. it has been an absolute pleasure finally getting to talk to you, my friend. It's like, I feel like I've known you forever. And it's like, oh, no, it's we've never even spoken. But now we have. We can I can cross that off my list that I got to finally speak to you. I- that's been great, Vincent and Ethan. Good talking with you guys. Thank you very much for um, having me. Is there any place aside? So I'll have obviously your Instagram and your YouTube channel. Is there any place else people can find you or get get in touch or learn more about you? Uh, Tyler Bell on YouTube and Tyler Bell makes on Instagram. Wait, so just the two. We will have we'll have those in the show notes so that people can find you and. Guys, go follow Tyler. I mean, I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty confident that our entire audience already follows you. I know that I've been dropping names of who we're getting episode by episode into the Makers on Zoom Discord. And which, by the way, if you ever want to join the Makers on Zoom having coffee chat on Saturday, afterwards you can come into the Discord and hang out with us. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's a cool thing to do, but. I dropped the name Tyler Bell and two of the, I forgot who it was, but two of the people in there were like, oh, Tyler Bell is awesome. We love Tyler. We love Tyler. So, yeah, I think our audience and your audience has a, well, obviously your audience is bigger, but I feel, I feel like our audience and your audience has a pretty good overlap. But if you're not already following Tyler, you definitely need to do so. It's, it's a, a raucous good time. Um, Thank you. You guys are uh, Also, the, the Enlighten Us Challenge is still going on, so... If you guys are working on, I just saw a really, really cool post from, from Robert Keller, who, wow, I didn't know Robert, I didn't know you were doing the challenge. So that's pretty awesome. So he's, he's definitely doing the challenge. He actually posted a picture in his stories and I'm not going to tell you what he posted in his stories. You have to go check him out to see what he posted, but that's pretty cool. 
Like, I'm kind of starting to see where he's going already. And I know that um, one of our good friends, um, Weird Guy Jeff, he also posted um, a teaser about what he's doing for the Enlighten Us Challenge. And whoa, Nelly, you guys, I mean, we asked for the wow factor, and I feel like we're, we're definitely getting the wow factor. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with. You, you should have seen, did you see the box that uh, Jeff got? Oh, my got God. <laughs> it's just a from the Grand Brass. box. And it's a massive. I'm so I excited. I forgot who it was. And now I feel like an ass because somebody sent me um, a link, and I, I won't be able to find it before the end of the show because we're closing it up, but I might throw it in the show notes or I might keep it to myself because it's such a cool link, but it was all like vintage lighting supplies. And I'm like, this is going to go so cool with what I'm going to do. Because the project I was going to do, Ethan, I'm not doing it. You're switching, switching it up. I have to switch it up because I actually need something. I'm like, well, necessity is the mother of invention. So, uh, my, Mine is completely conceptual and it will not have any place in the house. But, um, <laughs> Ethan's doing uh, But Ty- Tyler, just, just in case you don't know. So we're, our podcast is hosting a challenge just like uh, you know other podcasts have done. But it's a light fixture challenge. Light fixture mm-hmm. challenge. I don't know. If, we'll call it. Um, but it's basically a any kind of light fixture. It can't be just an LED lit something. It has to be a something that uh, projects mm-hmm. light. But other than that, wide open. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna put it out there. You yeah, should do yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. Very cool. I like um, that Jimmy. Idea. Hey, Jimmy DeResta on Clamp said, "Quote, oh, that's cool." End quote. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. That's that's what I call a ringing celebrity endorsement. Damn it! Yeah, exactly. Really, no. But how much better could it get after that, right? (laughs) But again, though, everyone, there's prizes. It's going to be fun, but it's mostly about community building and inspiration. We're going to work on. I think we're going to have a couple more prizes to add to the kitty next week too. Yeah, just the gift card. I told you it wasn't going to be just the gift card. It's not going to be just the gift card. We're going to do a little bit more than that. So, but we wanted to get the instructions up so you guys could actually start working. And I see people getting parts, and I'm like, wow, this is really happening. It's so cool. Makes me nervous that mine is going to be so embarrassing. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm hoping I can pull something good off. I know we can't win, but I really want to do a good job because I want to be up to the standards of everyone that's participating. (laughs) That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, as usual, and thank you for keeping the reviews coming, the feedback coming. We love reading everything that you guys send to us. We love reading the reviews. Um, Just because you leave a review doesn't mean you'll be on the podcast. Jeff had a really interesting idea, by the way, just as we're closing up. He said maybe we should have the winner as a guest on the podcast. Oh, another and I'm prize. Like, That's a damn good prize and it costs us nothing. I'm in. So and and but if you are someone that wants to participate and does not want to be on the podcast. Yeah, feel free to tell us. You don't have yeah. to. That's a good point. Yes, yeah, some of us are a little shy. But if you want to be mm. on the podcast and you are the winner, we will absolutely have you on. That's a really good idea, absolutely. Jeff. Thank you. I feel like yeah. Jeff should be running this. Like we should just. We should I know just, Jeff. Jeff is he's super. super we should have just contracted the contest out to Jeff and let him take care of it. But. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Where oh, do we have a guest next week? Yeah, we do. We actually have we guests do. for the next two weeks. So there you go. There you go. Wow. Another guest. Another episode. Till then, have a great week, everybody.